It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, it is Sharp Money as we welcome you back. Conference tournaments obviously flying all over the place. Games on games as we say hi. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Patrick Maher. My partner there, Amal Shaw, the big guy, Dustin Sweetelson. Did you get the bet in? We're going laying the two and a half, or he may not even be back. He went to the book there at the South Point. Did you get the bet in? Two and a half, first half with Toledo, big guy. Uh, he's not there yet. So oh, he's not back. No, no, he's not back. <laughs> well, let's do this. Let's bring in Thomas Gable, uh, somebody that I'm lucky enough to call a friend, but also a colleague, of course, runs the race and sports book over at the Borgata. And he joins us now. He's got plays that we gave out for the network. Remember, V some pros get all these plays. He uh, he's on Ohio Toledo over 162 and a half. Sam Houston State laying two and a half and Yukon Marquette over 146 and a half. He makes his debut on Sharp Money. We say hi, TG. We were just talking Ohio and Toledo, that game, and you're going to go over the 162 and a half. Yeah, so you're seeing, uh, first of all, great to be with both of you guys. Me um, too. Patrick, I know it's been a few weeks uh, and a mall probably a long time, but uh, great to be uh, great to be here. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Ohio, their, their freshman guard, A.J. Brown, career high yesterday in the MAC quarterfinals, scored 28 points, hit five threes there against Ball State. Last two games, Ohio scored 90 points, and they're a top 25 team in the country when it comes to three-point shooting. They're shooting at a 37.5% clip. And, of course, you know, the opponents today, Toledo, number two in the country shooting at 40.7% from three. 
They're a top-10 team when it comes to offensive efficiency. This team just puts up points and points and more points. Uh, they have the country's second-longest win streak at 16 games. Uh, Toledo has no problem getting into a three-point shooting contest with their opponents. And uh, I believe the market has been behind on their point totals most of the year. Uh, we've had success playing them to the over, Patrick. As you know, I've been on a lot of Toledo mm-hmm. overs this year. So uh, we're going to look to do that again today. I would agree with you. Great point. By the way, great call yesterday on the Hawaii game against uh, Cal State Fullerton. Despite it going to overtime, the game stays under that total. So excellent call there as yeah. uh, Titans win at 62-60 in that one. I want to go to a couple of matchups here coming up later on today. Let's start with this game today between uh, Marquette and UConn. I'm still very high mm-hmm. on UConn. I want to get your thoughts on Connecticut as well and then laying three and a half today in this matchup against uh, Marquette. Yeah, a tremendous matchup. And uh, listen, I, I'm I'm with you, Amal, and I'll say this: I think a lot of the um, a lot of the listeners kind of uh, probably followed you because UConn is one of our biggest liabilities for the NCAA tournament. Uh, we have a lot of liability on Connecticut uh, going into the tournament. So, uh, as you know, I mean, they kind of shot out of the gates this year. Had that mid-season swoop, and now they're they're. They're playing just great basketball right now. Marquette's been a team, though, that I, I'm really been impressed with this year. I think Shaka Smart's been so good for them. And, you know, obviously they can play and score with anybody, I think, in the country. Defensively, yes, they aren't as strong as some of those teams there at the top of the Big East. Um, I, in my opinion, UConn is certainly the, the class of the Big East. I think they probably have the best chance to advance uh, further than anyone in the big dance, but I really like Marquette, especially you can still get a, a very decent price on them in the future market, 25-30 to 1. I think it's pretty much still out there on Marquette, and if they make it to the Elite Eight, I mean, I, I would not be surprised at all if, and I doubt you guys would be, if you hear UConn or Creighton or Xavier or Marquette, if you hear any of those names make it to the Elite Eight, would you be really surprised? No, no, Not no. And in fact, let me follow up there. TG, my guy, joining us here on Sharp Money, making his debut. Creighton Xavier. We were just talking about this matchup before you came on. Creighton's laying three and a half, and we're actually going to lay it. Remember, Fremantle played in those first two meetings. Yeah, I, I mean, this is a game. I, I made this two. Um, I, I understand, though, why it, it's three and a half, pretty much. Um, the the total is uh, another one I kind of would lean over with these two squads, uh, but again I think Creighton's just uh, it, it's one of those teams that you know they're they're good on both ends of the court and uh, you know Xavier I think is certainly uh, weaker when it comes on on the defensive side of the ball but um, Creighton is is tremendous on both sides they it's uh, again they're just a very very solid well rounded basketball team. Thomas, I want to ask you about a matchup that's intriguing for me with the number. Kentucky laying a half, eight and a half against Vandy. We saw Vanderbilt go into Rupp Arena, beat Kentucky earlier. I think it was 68-66 in that one. Uh, now you got an opportunity in this one for Big Blue, but they're laying a big number here. And despite the fact that Liam Robbins is out for uh, Vanderbilt, I thought this team has done a really nice job in terms of being competitive uh, for Jerry Stackhouse. They, they have really been more competitive than I think many people may have thought coming into the season. They really have, and you know they they have some some key wins, uh, as you said. They they did beat Kentucky, um, 
and I don't, you know, this game I would lean, uh, I would lean Vandy uh, at this number here. Uh, I don't have a play on it, but I would lean Vandy uh, here. And I think, as you said, Stackhouse has just done a tremendous, tremendous job. Um, you know, offensively at times, I think uh, shooting-wise, they're not the greatest shooters in the world, but they they can they can score. And uh, you know the the turnovers as well. They're they're very good at protecting the ball. So I I think you know again Kentucky's been playing better, but uh, in the last uh, we'll say a couple months. But uh, I would lean Vandy here in this spot at least with the, Tom, getting the points. Thomas Gable, race and sportsbook director at the Borgata. So Amal and I were joking during the break. We don't like how much we love Indiana tonight. Kind of a true home court there in Chicago <laughs> with a Maryland team. You know these two teams very well, so I, I can't wait to get your opinion. A Maryland team that's terrible away from College Park. It's one and a half, really two. Are. Where are you? So I know this line is probably uh, a little uh, – people are questioning probably why that is because, as you said, Maryland uh, really does not play well uh, away from home. So uh, I actually make this game, too. Um, but again, I, I wouldn't, I don't hate the play on Indiana at all. Uh, you know, I make a total on this one of 135. Uh, but, um, again, I would probably lean Indiana here. Maryland just is one of those teams where when you look at their advanced metrics, uh, they, they are efficient on both sides of the ball, but there is, there's something really off. There's just something really lacking. I think overall with this team, um, so I, I, they're not a team that uh, I have really liked much at all this year, uh, despite uh, some of their statistics. And uh, Indiana, though, I think uh, they they have a shot to uh, certainly win this entire uh, the Big Ten tournament. I, I really like them to win the tournament uh, pre-flop. I, I agree with you there, Thomas. But I want to just kind of go at one thing you said there. You don't hate the play. There's two things people don't want to hear in life. I hate your wife or your girlfriend, and I don't hate your uh, play. I mean, yeah, come he on. wasn't all in, is what <laughs> you're yeah, saying. exactly. I mean, <laughs> I'm not all in. No, that's fair. Okay, that's fair. Oh, well, you know, let's stay in the Big Ten tournament. Northwestern playing in Chicago, as Patrick alluded to. Now they take on Penn State. First of all, do you have Penn State in? And Chris Collins to me has got to be the Big Ten Coach of the Year. One and a half in this game. Now up to two in favor of the Wildcats here. Penn State, I would say yes. I, I, I would say that they're in. Um, you know, again, this is a, an interesting matchup here. Um, rather low total, which uh, Northwestern, not not totally unusual when you're seeing Northwestern. But uh, I make this game one here with Northwestern laying it. And uh, but Penn State, this would uh, this would be a lean here where I would uh, actually be looking at the Nittany Lions here in this tournament. I I, I think uh, Shrewsbury's done a very good job this year with this team, and uh, I do think that they're in. Out of curiosity, what did you make your number for Missouri, Tennessee today, Thomas? Eight. Mm, Eight. What's the update, Amal Shaw? Where are we sitting right now, Missouri, Tennessee? Uh, I believe Tennessee just took the lead here with another three-pointer. Um, Tyreek Key um, with Tennessee with a 55-53 lead, 10-24 to go. Does the loss of Ziggler concern you going into the tournament, the big tournament for Tennessee, Thomas? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tennessee as a team concerns me. Uh, you know, they're just they're a team that I, I like preseason. I thought you could get a decent number on them if they could make a run. But uh, you know, it's a Barnes team, so you know you, you kind of <laughs> have to expect something may happen at, at some point there in the, early on in the tournament. Uh, so I, I don't know. I mean, listen, I'm at this point for me as a fan, all I care about is uh, Iona's season getting done and hopefully Patino taking the Georgetown job. That's that's what I'm looking for. Right yeah, so just so, Mal, you should know Thomas Gable. He doesn't like Georgetown basketball. He's obsessed. With, we he grew up in that era. He's obsessed with Georgetown well, basketball. So quick reaction from you, Thomas Patino. St. John's is going to want him as well. Well, yeah, it's between St. John's and Georgetown. Uh, the the word on the street, I know Patino has reached out through back channels to Georgetown. He's interested in the job. The problem is the administration at the university, I don't think, is leaning towards Patino. Uh, they're looking at Cooley right now. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of reasons people would say, well, why, does, why would Cooley leave Providence? Number one, his daughter is an undergrad at Georgetown. Oh. Uh, two, his, his hero is John Thompson. And three, they're going to throw a bag of money at him. So, uh, I, I think Cooley probably is the favorite right now to get that job. Unfortunately, I'd, I'd rather see Patino. I think the uh, deep-pocketed donors would rather see Patino as well. Just the the administration is not behind it. Interesting take there. By the way, I think uh, Cooley's daughter is eventually going to graduate, but he went to PC, so that's why I'm a little <laughs> surprised that he's not going to stay there. Uh, real quick, you know that Georgetown run in 82, 84, and 85, they're three points away from being the second-best dynasty behind uh, UCLA. Yeah, yeah. And it's a kind of ironic that uh, Georgetown was led to their best seasons by Patrick Ewing as a player and led to their worst seasons with him as the coach. <laughs> Great line, Thomas. That is, that's bringing the conversation full circle. Toledo over 162 and a half. It's tip Sam Houston state lane, two and a half and Yukon Marquette over 146 and a half TG. You're the best. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. Sharp money. We're back. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. Attention all wrestling aficionados wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. 
When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money, it's VSIN, the sports betting network on a Friday, March 10th. Does not get better than what would you say? The next 30 days here, Amal Shaw, conference tournaments underway. We're betting them in game, live right here on VSIN. Then you got the big tournament. You got selection Sunday coming up this Sunday. There's so many teams that are going to be waiting with bated breath as we welcome you back here on Sharp Money. He's Amal Shaw. The big guy, Dustin Sweetelson, he laid the two and a half with Toledo. And a quick shout out to a couple of friends that were watching at the South Point that you met at the book there. Yeah, while online, I met Matt and Brent who were watching up in the room. And they said, you know what? So you guys cash on Cincy. We're going to tell you on Toledo. So lane three, though, here, the line moved before we could get to it. Okay. Now, as far as Tennessee, Missouri, Update me, Amal Shaw. Yeah, 58-55 right now. Exactly eight minutes to go. Missouri basketball when they come back from the under eight media timeout here. So this is going to be a barn burner of a finish. And I feel like if you got that over 140 and a half, you're in pretty good shape. You know, I wish we had mentioned it on air and just kind of forgot to. But I said the second half play over is going to be a pretty good one here. You could see there was just missed opportunity, missed free throws, just turnovers uh, everywhere on the first half. Tennessee with 13 turnovers so far in this game. But it's been the effort from the three-point line right now that's been the difference for Tennessee. They're 10 for 21. Okay. So, and 
you seem frustrated with the Tennessee team, and Missouri just keeps on trying to launch threes, correct? Yeah, I just think that if Missouri goes inside, Kobe Brown was doing a nice job in the first half. I think he can get some more buckets in there. They've been very perimeter-oriented right now, 7 for 22 from beyond the arc. That includes, I think, three made three-pointers at least here in the second half. So this has not been a team that's been overwhelming, but they're able to get to the basket. I'm, not, I'm surprised they're not attacking a little bit more. And I said this earlier to you, and, and we said this on air as well, even if Tennessee covers, I feel like Missouri's the right side in this basketball game. Ooh, a concession. Yeah. A I, bit of a concession. No, no, no. I, I said it to you. I think, look, this is going to come down in the end execution. Vescovi's gotten too many good looks. That's the one problem Missouri defensively. Santiago Vescovi right now, five for eight from the three-point line. And in three of those, Patrick, he just gives a little pump fake, and these guys just go flying through the air, and he's wide open and he's buried them. Okay, let's get to some of these evening games mm-hmm. here on Sharp Money. Got plenty to do. We'll close tabs in a little bit. As Amal said during the break, Dustin's got to get to his soups. We will certainly get to Dustin's soups. Let's go back to the Big 12. The news out of Kansas. Yeah. No bill self for the rest of the Big 12 tournament. Amal and I were questioning, will we see him in the big dance? That's yet to be determined. But this game, Iowa State and Kansas. You know, Kansas could be the number one overall seed. You've got them laying four and a half and got a total of 130 here, Amal. Yeah, remember Kansas won at the Fog 62-60, but then Iowa State winning the rematch back in Ames. A little Hilton magic in that one. They win that one 68-53. Remember, Caleb Grill has been kicked off the team by TJ Otzelberger. That's a big blow in terms of a three-point shooter. I think this is where KU has made their mark. You talked about it yesterday. Bill Suff's won this tournament nine times. Yes, I know he's not there, but this Kansas team just knows what it takes to win with a leader like Jalen Wilson and then, of course, having a talent like Grady Dick. Uh, it's made a huge difference. By the way, a real quick update from the Tennessee game. First play out of the timeout, they go inside to Kobe Brown, bucket and one. I, I mean, the, like, I mean, like you're abusing ahead. these guys inside, but no, don't worry about it. We're just going to hoist 25 footers. Okay. Kansas is laying four and a half. Uh, one of our network players there, Aaron Halterman, racingdudes.com. He said he likes Kansas four and a half and the total over 130 for the game. Both teams have been scoring well lately. Yes, they went under that total the last time they played, but Kansas was awful in that game shooting the basketball. So he likes Kansas the four and a half, and he's going over the 130. An opinion on the total? Uh, not really, but you know both the games have gone under that total so far this year. If you're Iowa State, the higher the pace, the more scoring favors KU. I think it's going to be a challenge for them. They're not going to be able to keep – I shouldn't say they can't keep pace, but I just don't think they're as effective – in terms of what they're able to do on the offensive end, uh, as we would see out of a Kansas team. Uh, so Kalsher's got to play really well in this one if they're going to have a chance to be able to at that number. I wanted to circle back to the Big East and Creighton and Xavier. Yep. We touched on it a little bit, but let's get into a full cap here with Creighton Xavier. Creighton's laying the three and a half. So Creighton beat Villanova in the quarters, 84-74. They looked very good in that game. Xavier, conversely, and we talked about it a little bit earlier, Mall, an 89-84 win over a bad DePaul team. Again, down nine at the break, which is yikes. Colby Jones had to save them in the second half. This is a great defensive team in Creighton. They hit their free throws. I, I like the no rest with the defense. And again, Xavier without Fremantle, it, it, you can elucidate a little bit, but that's a big hit for them as far as size and depth in the front court. Xavier's just an explosive offensive team. They're about as, as good as anybody offensively, but I do have the advantage going to Creighton here because of that defense. And frankly, the miss of Fremantle's huge. 
Well, for me, the bigger loss is Fremantle. I'm not necessarily going to rate Creighton's defense maybe as high as you are, but I still think they're a tough team. They're just tenacious offensively. They've got guys that can shoot the ball from all over. This is the team that's really dangerous. 36% from the three-point line in terms of uh, make, but X is even better, fifth in the nation at 40%. But when you look at the loss of Zach Fremantle, again, it's not just about production, but it's about size as well. Mm -hmm. He's their third-leading scorer. You know, to to me, he impacts how Nunji plays. Nunji's averaging 14 points a game. Mantle at 15 points a game. That's a big blow. Puts a lot of pressure on Sule Boom and, of course, on uh, Kobe Jones to be able to perform. I think Creighton has the edge here without Zach Fremantle in the lineup. Uh, I feel like the other game in the Big East tournament is the championship, but I got no qualms if we wind up with UConn and uh, Creighton in the finals. And, of course, you're talking – Connecticut Marquette. Yeah. So go ahead and give an official cap here. Connecticut's lane four. You get a total of 147. Of course, we just had Thomas Gable on, and he did like that over 146 and a half. He mentioned over at the Borgata, and you heard him say he's got a ton of liability. Obviously, it's regional, but he's got a ton of liability on this UConn team winning it all. Yeah, and no surprise there. You know, I remember uh, when Dave Ross and I were doing our show previously, uh, I talked about it back in December. I said Houston and Connecticut are my two teams to win it all. I think they're dangerous. I took Kansas at 12 to one about a few weeks back, but I'm telling you this Connecticut team with the size, the perimeter shooting Newton can shoot the basketball. Jackson's an absolute athlete. He can defend you. He can, you know, he can guard one through three. I think they're dangerous. This is a game Connecticut should win. When you think of the big East, I know you think of Marquette, you think of Creighton and you think of Xavier from a location standpoint for the big East, but this can be a home court advantage playing at MSG tonight. And UConn almost blew the game yesterday, but they found a way they made some clutch shots. Marquette's a good basketball team. They average better than 80 points a game. But now you're facing off against a team that, to me, they can play a half-court game, they can go tempo, whatever they want to do. I think the defensive advantage goes big time to UConn in this game. You were discussing one of your official plays is going to be Texas. Yep. I cannot wait for this. I, it's I don't a great know about game. you, but I can't wait for TCU-Texas tonight. It's going to be awesome. Mike Miles Jr., of course, but you were pointing to the fact that Marcus Carr and the Longhorns, it's, they can do it more diversely. Is the best, I guess, is the way I want to put it. Again, they don't have a true big, but they just got a bunch of six nine, six six seven, six nine guys they can throw at you in waves. They're deep, uh, and Marcus Carr could be the difference here. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. I love the way Carr is played. And by the way, Kobe Brown may have just made the best play I've seen so far this week in the tournaments. Gets a Illustrate rebound. Illustrate it. What did he, what did he, he do? Gra- grabs a rebound on a missed three point shot and just throws the ball out to the other end of the floor uh, to the uh, Tennessee free throw line. Hope uh, uh, picks it up. And uh, just has a dunk there. And, I mean, just a fantastic play. Puts uh, Missouri up by one with five minutes to go right now. Okay. Texas, Carr, go ahead. To to me, he's the difference maker. It's not just his ability to control the game. Remember at Minnesota, he was a very good player but didn't have the support around him. You look at this team. Timmy Allen transfers in from New Mexico State, formerly at Utah as well. You've also got Tyrese Hunter. Um, You know, you look at them. Mitchell transferred in from UMass. This is a dangerous team. They played well for Rodney Terry. There were some concerns. Rodney Terry previously at Fresno State taking over for Chris uh, Beard in the middle of the season. But this Texas team has been focused. And I thought the culmination of the season for UT was when Kansas came in in the last day of the regular season. Absolutely dusted them. This is going to be a game. Remember, Texas covered against uh, TCU in Fort Worth. But this is going to be the rubber match, and I think Texas gets it done here today. I think they're just a little bit more talented, but Jamie Dixon's team could have a good run in the NCAA tournament. I think the road in Kansas City comes to an end tonight, and we get a rematch of the game from March 4th in Austin.
the reason I'm excited about this, so we know Texas and TCU both rank in the top 25 in adjusted defensive efficiency, yeah. but they both also rank in the top, what, 75, probably somewhere right that 70, 75 in tempo, uh, and both are very good offensively. Two meetings, 154 scored and 148 scored with TCU and Texas. This total set at 147. Yeah. But again, two very good defensive teams that like to go. No question about it. But I think when you get in these tournament games, the one thing, the the flower, excuse me, the late free throws, if you have a five to eight point margin, tend to be a few more than you would have in a regular season game. But at the same time, I think this becomes more half-court sets because of the possessions and the value of the possessions. So I think that's going to be crucial when you look at this matchup. Right now, this Tennessee-Missouri game, in my opinion, is, uh, at this point is going to end up becoming the best game of the day. But this, to me, on paper, before we started any of the games today, Patrick, probably the game you want to watch if you weren't betting. Do we have an update on your first half play with Toledo, big guy? Uh, currently up one point, 12-11 remaining still in the first. 13-12, the Rockets have a chance, though, because they can shoot it from outside. Amal, I like Arkansas tonight. Arkansas, Texas A&M. That's next. I got a number right now. A&M laying a point. 137 and a half. We'll come back with that one. And as Amal said, we'll get to the soups. That's next. Sharp Money, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Okay, hold your seats because we have huge breaking news in the NFL. But first, become a VEASAN Pro today and get everything you need to bet madness for 19 bucks. So whether you're filling out your bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get unlimited access to our daily best bets. You get betting splits, big dance, breakdown, betting guide, of course. And of course, you have Brent Musburger and Greg Hoops Peterson there to help you out. Sign up today. To get the betting guide plus full access to VSIN through the end of the tournament for only $19, it's vsin.com slash subscribe. Again, that's vsin.com slash subscribe. As we welcome you back, college basketball back burner for a second. He's Amal Shaw, the big guy, Dustin Sweetelson, and I'm Patrick Maher. This is vsin, the sports betting network. We have a bombshell in the National Football League. Sources are confirming that the Bears are trading the number one overall pick to the Panthers. So Carolina Panthers is going to have the number one overall pick in exchange for big-time compensation, including multiple first-rounders. That's Rappaport. Let me give you the compensation update. We got it officially from Schefter. So the Bears are trading the number one overall pick to Carolina. Four Bears are getting back. Pick number nine. Pick number 61. A first-round draft pick in 2024 a second round pick in 2025 and the bears are receiving wide receiver DJ Moore. So again, if you're just joining us here on sharp money on VSIN, the sports betting network, a huge shakeup to the draft coming up in April as Carolina has acquired the number one overall pick from the Chicago bears. Amal Shaw. Love it. DJ Moore is a guy that was a first round pick out of Maryland. He's been in the league five years, Patrick already 5,200 yards receiving with who who's been the quarterback in Carolina. I mean, they haven't even had consistency. He's a tremendous receiver. He's Trem a tremendous weapon. Real quick, his last four years, 1175, 1193, 1157, and 888. And here's the best part of, of it. They went to 17 games in 2021. The previous uh, two years, he played 15 and 14 games, played 34 years the last two years. So when you think about it, not only is he a guy that's uh, out there performing, but he's durable. He's in the lineup. He's missed uh, – 
two games in his career so far. So, you know, I, I think he's been fantastic. Again, breaking news here on Vista and the Sports Betting Network. We have a monster trade, a game changer. Let's go ahead and throw up the draft order. And it's going to look a little different to you. Chicago Bears fans, you got your wish. You're going to keep your quarterback. You get the ninth overall pick. And the Carolina Panthers have moved up. Remember, there are only two quarterbacks on the Panthers roster, Matt Corral and Jacob Eason. That wasn't going to get it done. They're going to draft whom, Amal Shaw? It's interesting. I think Carolina has an affinity for Anthony Richardson, but I still think it's going to be Bryce Young out of uh, Alabama. I think he's going to wind up there. I think the Bears did themselves just a great job in terms of where they want to go now. I'll tell you who's hurt by this is Houston, because remember, Houston had an opportunity to get the first overall pick. It didn't get it done by winning against Indianapolis. So this would be really interesting to see Are the Texans just going to by default take whoever they don't take. So this is something to pay attention to. Odds off the board as far as who's going to be the number one overall pick. Yeah. A hell of a load for Chicago. Let me clarify this. I'm glad you brought up DJ Moore because that's a huge piece to this. He, yeah. DJ Moore is a tremendous weapon, but also the Bears get number nine. That was Carolina's original first round pick this year. They get 61. Obviously, they get a first rounder next year, 24, as I mentioned, and they get a second rounder in 2025. The Bears did well here. Now, your reaction during the break when Dustin broke the news to us that Carolina was trading up for the number one overall pick was the fact that you said immediately they're going to take Bryce Young. You know who thinks Carolina should take Bryce Young? Nick Saban. And here's what he had to say about the quarterback. I think history is the best indicator of what the future is going to bring. And Bryce is not ideal height um, that NFL folks would like to see for that particular position, quarterback. But I think Bryce has played extremely well. He has no history of being injury-prone. Right. Because uh, the SEC, there's a lot of folks in the SEC that end up playing in the NFL. Mm -hmm. And he plays against those guys every week. I, I don't think it, it, it's, it's an issue. I think you have to look at each individual player. This guy plays quarterback like a point guard in basketball. He knows where everybody is. He can extend plays. He creates throwing lanes for himself, which is important for a guy at his size. Uh, he can make all the throws. He's smart. He has a lot of the, the, the attributes from a psychological disposition standpoint that are necessary to excel at this position. There is, and that was the podcast with Stephen A. Smith. Of course, Nick Saban talking about his quarterback, Bryce Young. A couple of things here. You mentioned Anthony Richardson. This could be interesting because what Richardson did at the combine, okay, I've got it in front of me right here. First off, he measured a monster. He was Cam Newton's height. Uh, he ran a 4-4-3-40. That's insanity, Amal Shaw. He was thick at 244. His vertical and broad jump were combine records for a quarterback. He did a backflip to conclude the day. He was throwing 60-yard bombs with ease. The 4-4-3 with Richardson, the Florida quarterback that did nothing on the field, has people, scouts, salivating. Well, I love the way you phrased that at the end, did nothing on the field. Look, he's got an incredible talent. But remember, Terrell Pryor was a comp to Vince Young, and he wasn't able to deliver in terms of at the collegiate level as well, and he wasn't great in the NFL. He ended up moving to wide receiver. Now, when you look at Cam Newton, he's a league MVP, but to me, there were still question marks about his accuracy. His size was a huge factor. Uh, I just think that Anthony Richardson, if Carolina takes him, it's going to be a long-term bad move. I, 
you're just not going to develop the accuracy. I know Jalen Hurts improved drastically, but how many quarterbacks have you seen? And I hear the comments about Josh Allen. I don't agree with it because ESPN had a great graphic a few weeks ago. They had guys like Jim Druckenmiller in there. I think Rick Meyer. Guys who had a bad accuracy in terms of the NFL draft and how they performed. Meyer may not have been in there. But the point is, if a guy didn't have great accuracy, which this guy, Anthony Richardson, didn't have in college, you didn't see them have a good, successful NFL career. He was 53.8% last year at Florida. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Did nothing on the field, but the measurables are off the charts. And again, a 4-4-3 is a dumb number for a quarterback his size who was thick at 244. He obviously has the arm strength. The accuracy is going to be a big question. You said it perfectly. Accuracy is generally innate. You don't see yeah. Allen. You don't see players like Allen and Buffalo. You don't see that jump in completion percentage like he's had uh, throughout the history of the game. So it's fascinating to see what happens here with Anthony Richardson. Big guy, you just texted me something as far as odds, number one overall pick. I'm going to have you jump in because yeah. I got a lot, of, a lot going on here and juggling. Do you see anything on the number one overall pick now that Carolina has acquired it from the Bears? So everything's off the board at the moment. However, coming into today, this morning, I checked the odds. Anthony Richardson, the Panthers were the favorite to take him at three to one. When it comes to the number one overall pick, Bryce Young was still the odds on favorite laying 165 on DraftKings and was also the favorite to be the first quarterback selected at minus 250. So the market before the trade said it was Bryce Young. Would it be a total shock if Anthony Richards is the move? I know Amal would hate it, but as someone who has a 55 and 95 to one ticket on it, I hope that Amal is wrong. Oh, you you're sitting in a tremendous spot. And of course, Frank Reich knew head coach there in Carolina. This is a huge move. Tepper's an aggressive guy, that owner. And by the way, Chicago gets a lot back. They get a wide receiver one in DJ Moore. And yep. yes, he can be wide receiver one. You yes. know it all. And you said it perfectly illustrated it earlier. They get pick number nine overall. They get pick 61. They get a first rounder next year and a second rounder in 2025. This is exactly what Chicago wanted to do. No question about it. the only thing I had an issue with is the second rounder in 2025. Cause you're talking three drafts away, including this one. That's my only issue. But other than that, I think they did a tremendous job in terms of what they were able to do. Okay, so Twitter's going crazy right now. People are going nuts as breaking news. Again, Carolina has jumped up. They leapfrog quarterback needy teams like you see it. Let's go ahead and throw the order up again and kind of get a feel for the draft with Carolina as your number one overall selection here. Carolina needs a quarterback. They're going to draft one. Houston is looking to add Jimmy G as a bridge. They're going to draft a quarterback. Arizona wishes they need a quarterback, but they got ski masked by Kyler Murray. They're sitting three Indianapolis Colts. Absolutely need a quarterback. They're going to take one. The Seahawks just re-upped with their quarterback, the Detroit lions. Why do you need a quarterback when you have Jared Goff? I say that half kiddingly. Las Vegas is going to try to acquire Jimmy G as well. And Atlanta sitting eight certainly needs a quarterback. Your new number nine is Chicago. They've got their quarterback of the future based on this trade and Justin Fields and all. Yeah, absolutely. But I think this improves this team. Remember the bears are coming into the season with a potential hundred million dollars in cap space. You add a quarterback in DJ Moore. Now with the number nine pick, you can take um, the kid out of Northwestern, the offensive tackle. His name alludes to me right now at left tackle. Or you can take Paris Johnson out of Ohio State at left tackle. Then you potentially look at getting somebody else later on in terms of another receiver. I think they're in great, great shape, the Bears. Getting, look, the draft picks are outstanding. But DJ getting Moore. DJ Moore, 
it, it's a difference maker. We saw the impact that A.J. Brown had on Devontae Smith and Jalen Hurts and how impactful it was with the Eagles overall. You and I are on the same page. When I saw the compensation on Schefter, I gasped when I saw D.J. Moore's name there. Like, that is a legit weapon and a guy that could be wide receiver one for Justin Fields. Okay, we settle down. We regroup. We're going to come back with more details. But as it stands right now, Carolina has moved up. Number one overall pick in the 2023 draft. All of our plays on the show today and more on the big trade in the NFL. Next. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be. You could win up to $10,000 in bonus money instantly by playing our exclusive Bet Rivers squares this basketball season. Place a qualifying bet and you get a square on the house. If your number hits and matches the final score of the game, you win. Restrictions on qualifying wagers, eligible bonus, and credit use. Full terms and conditions available at betrivers.com. Excuse me, betriversquares.com. Again, that's betriversquares.com. We're back on Sharp Money. We threw a lot on your plate. We're going to give you all the network plays. We're going to give you our plays before we get out of here. But, of course, the big news as we welcome you back, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. Hope you're having a nice Friday. Carolina Panthers fans are having a nice Friday. They just traded up for the number one overall pick. Of course, Chicago moves down to nine. Chicago gets the first rounder from Carolina this year. They get a first rounder next year. They get 61 overall this year. They get a 2025 second rounder and they get wide receiver DJ Moore. Chicago, the Chicago Bears, who had $100 million in cap space, are in a tremendous spot here Amal Shaw. Yeah, no question about it. And when you look at this Bears team, uh, I think they can make a move in this division right away. We don't know what Jordan Love's going to be for the Packers. Minnesota still has some question marks. They released uh, Thielen, but he wasn't as impactful last year. And Minnesota's not an overwhelming team. I think there's an opportunity here for uh, this Bears team to really have an impact. And I tell you, I can't wait for the season to start because the thing I want to see most is how does Justin Fields improve? DJ Moore is going to help. That Huge. we do know. Yeah, absolutely D- right. DJ Moore is going to help. Okay, we're going to close some tabs. With that, the big guy has some information pertaining to the big trade, so we'll start there, Dustin. Yeah, so Ian Rappaport tweeted after the deal went down, one big reason to do the trade now the Bears wanted DJ Moore, and they knew they had to get him before free agency. So now they add DJ Moore. Why is that interesting? Well, the Chicago Bears have $95 million in cap space to work with. They are not done fixing this team. Just thoughts on that. Yep, 100%. Well, that's what they did. The new general manager and head coach, when the GM came in last year, he essentially said, this is going to be, we're throwing away 2022. And we're, we're aiming for 2023. And now you're starting to see that come to fruition. They end up with the number one overall pick. They gave, that gave them a ton of leverage and movability. And today they pay off on that move. Justin Fields, the question, it's interesting now. I guess that's an emphatic answer. No, they're not moving Justin Fields. And yes, Amal, he is the quarterback of the future with the Bears. Well, look, I think he gives you a lot to build on. Good size, great speed at the quarterback position. Uh, just the accuracy left a little bit to be desired, but... It wasn't like he was a guy that just couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. And that's where I differ on Anthony Richardson. Immense talent, physical specimen, but does not have the accuracy, which we talked about, 54% completion percentage. Uh, To me, though, the Bears right now, with the ability to rebuild that offensive line, having the number nine pick, bringing in a player like DJ Moore, go get another receiver. There's an opportunity here. And um, it's interesting. I'm watching ESPN. They show with Schefter reporting that uh, the Panthers get the first pick. The first two highlights were C.J. Stroud. Oh, whoa. 
Good, good pickup by you. That's interesting. My gut is just because that number dropped so precipitously. My gut is it's Richardson. You said I, Bryce Young. Showing C.J. Stroud is an interesting play. Go ahead. You got a point? Yeah, I, I'll tell you why I don't think they take Richardson, even though Carolina seems to be high on him, or that's the public speculation, because Frank Reich is a former NFL quarterback. He, he threw the ball with good accuracy. And I think he's going to want a quarterback like Young or like Stroud. Remember, Frank Wright was not an overwhelmingly big guy, uh, not the most mobile guy. But I'm telling you, if you saw, and it got lost because of the numbers that uh, Anthony Richardson put up, if you watch CJ, excuse me, CJ Stroud's throwing during his at the combine, um, the the guy who does a tremendous job on he was and, exquisite. Yeah, I mean, he, he was just outstanding. But um, Who's the young guy on NFL Network uh, does a great, great job there. I forgot his name. Daniel Jeremiah? Yes. He talked about saying it was like the best throwing performance he's seen by anybody. Yeah, he was raving. I saw a pained look on your face. That must mean Toledo and Ohio is getting tight there, Dustin, with yes. the birthday free it, roll. Uh, a turnover, a missed shot just now, 38 seconds to go, 35-31. We're laying three, four-point lead for Toledo, and Ohio has the ball. Okay, I thought we were laying two and a half. I'm sorry. Now, as far as the market's concerned, first overall pick off the board. One thing I will say, Anthony Richardson, if he goes one, uh, the birthday boy is going to cash. Let us know what you have again as far as tickets. Uh, it's a turnover. It looks like ball going back the other way to Toledo. Let's go. I've got 190 to collect 173 on Toledo laying three in the first half. No, so, Anthony Richardson, you got oh, two sorry. tickets outstanding there as well. Sorry, 95 to one and 55 to one. Wow. And then I and also- It's now shortened down. It's shortened up to like three to one prior to this move with Carolina moving up. And then earlier this week, I got down on CJ Stroud plus 450. Nice. Okay. Any update on Toledo? I don't have a TV. So they're, what do you got? They're, they're out of timeout. But one thing I want to add about this trade, uh, looking on Twitter, seeing some lists, Really fascinating list for Frank Reich, who's going to get a rookie quarterback here. These are his starting quarterbacks. Carson Wentz, Nick Foles, Andrew Luck, Brian Hoyer, Jacoby Brissett, Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz again, Matt Ryan, Sam Ellinger, and now he will turn it over to a rookie. You've got three. You've got one Carolina, two Houston. They're going to take a quarterback. Arizona sitting three. They won't, but Indianapolis will. Seattle sitting five, sitting pretty. They just re-upped with Geno. And they've got three quarterback needy teams ahead of them. So they'll have their pickings there, Amal, as we wait on Toledo. They were up four. Dustin, you got to cover three. Any updates? Uh, they have the ball. Ten seconds left. Up four. Holding for a final shot. Little Keep bunny going. misses. Tipped in. We're going to cover. We're going to cover. There you go. Birthday boy. Congratulations with the birthday free roll. A winner on Cincinnati laying two and a half against Temple in the first half earlier. He rolled it all over and he's going to win it with Toledo. First half winner covering the three. Let's close another tab and congratulations on that. One. Amal, you were talking about who Chicago could take now moving down to number nine in the draft. You're coming up with the name of the offensive line for, for Northwestern. It's a weird one, Peter. Skaronsky. Okay, I, did, I didn't know it the pronunciation. I, I knew the name kind of what it was, yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's Shout not Tony Peter Skaronsky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not okay, Tony Peter. What else? Uh, you were looking for the name of Sam Houston, their, their mascot. They're the Bearcats. Oh, which is Bobcats. Which okay. is confusing because it's not a bear, it's a cat. Why wouldn't and it be And Sam both? Houston State tonight, Gable, part yeah. of his, part of our network plays, he's laying two and a half of Sam Houston State officially. Yes. 
another tab. I cannot confirm nor deny that Rick Pitino's favorite Billy Joel song is scenes from an Italian restaurant. Uh, the word, a word <laughs> used a today, song. benevolent. It means well-meaning and kindly, and you were very benevolent in the free play that you gave me and not asking for any of it back as if we rolled it over to almost Look, $400 in these three hours. If, if this goes for you two and anybody else. If we're having issues with the word benevolent, we got to start reading books, okay? That's not that tricky of a word. What else you got there? Uh, edification. <laughs> Sorry, Another word used on the program, the instruction or improvement of a person morally or intellectually. Yes, we edify. That's what we try to do. Uh, here on VSIN. Let's give out some plays, boys. So, Amal, I know you're in on Kansas with the four and a half. You're also in on Texas with the two, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, great call by you by on Missouri. They end up winning the game by eight. Uh, great call there in that one. Um, Thank you. Yeah, and so we'll see if Kansas and uh, Texas can come through for a tremendous Big 12 final game tomorrow. Was there one more play from you, Amal? Yeah, I apologize in Indiana and Oregon. Got oh, the, yeah, we both like Indiana yeah. laying the two. Uh, got the that Ducks number two is so fishy that it, it's almost we like it so much we hate it. More <laughs> network plays. Uh, Kansas, four and a half for Aaron Halterman, RacingDudes.com, and over the 130 if you want to get involved there. He also likes under Wichita State and Tulane. I don't know if he had a preference either way with that under Wichita State, Tulane. Uh, I'm all. Uh, you know, I'm going to stay away from this game. Wichita State can defend. They're a team that's very dangerous defensively, but – uh, to me, Tulane, they got to get out and go. If the Shockers are knocking down shots, I think they win the game outright because their defense will be tenacious. Okay. I mentioned Sam Houston State for Gable, two and a half. UConn Marquette over 146 and a half. I believe you had a lean UConn, not an official play, though, correct? That's correct. Okay. Now, if you want to have some fun in Mexican soccer tonight, again, Liga MX, Guadalajara, and Puebla. Okay, the total's two and a half. I know, we're getting weird. It's even money on the over two and a half goals. Have some fun with that. We cashed in CONCACAF Champions League with LAFC last night at a plus number. What's a, what's Anything a, else, big guy, on the way out? Uh, I am now up to 18 and four the last three days on first half bets. I like Miami on the money line, plus 110. Iona laying seven and a half. Memphis laying two and a half. Creighton laying two and a half. Indiana. Money line, Oregon plus three and a half, and why not Sam Houston State money line in the first half? You're certainly not bashful, are you? <laughs> hey, you got to ride it while it's hot, baby. And you certainly are hot. Well, listen, great show, great week, boys. Amal Shaw, enjoy yourself. Good luck tonight. Dustin Sweetelson, happy birthday. Tomorrow is the big guy's birthday. At Dustin Sweetelson, you want to give him a follow. We're at The Rap Radio, at Amal Shaw 1. Tim and Sean are coming up next. We'll see you Monday right here on Sharp Money. Of course, it's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Head over to vsin.com right now. Again, if you want everything we offer for the tournaments, just go to vsin.com and sign up for the daily newsletter. That will direct you exactly where you need to go. We'll see you Monday here on Sharp Money. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.